You are Locked On Vols, your daily Tennessee Volunteers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Vols, the daily Tennessee podcast. My name is Josh Ward. Thanks for being here today. It is a Football Friday, getting ready for Tennessee and Georgia on Saturday and a big college football weekend coming up. Tennessee and Georgia will kick off at 3.30 in Athens. The game will be on CBS. I'll talk about the game coming up, some things for Tennessee to work on, some players to watch. You'll hear from Tennessee head coach Jeremy Pruitt on the show. Chris Van Dyne from Phil Still Publications is going to stop by the show. I'll get his thoughts on what went wrong against Florida and what Tennessee needs to do about it Moving forward, this is a week for Tennessee to work on some things. While Georgia is a big favorite, favored by about 31.5 points against Tennessee, the Vols can still work on some things internally as you have an off week next week and then Auburn on the road two weeks from Saturday. Still a long way to go with the season and, of course, with the program. It's about looking at things from within to see what Tennessee can do big picture. So I'll get to all of that right here on Locked on Vols, the daily Tennessee podcast and it is available every day on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and the third-party apps. If you have time to rate and review the show, please do so. That it can help other Tennessee fans find the show. And it's available today thanks to The Athletic. Theathletic.com slash Rocky Talk gets you 40% off a first-year subscription. Also, FanDuel and Vivid Seats. So, Tennessee heading down to Georgia. As you've heard this week, Tennessee is trying to work on some things from within the locker room. Looking for leadership. Looking for playmakers to emerge and then of course things like improving blocking the offensive line there's a lot for Tennessee to improve on after what happened against Florida on Saturday while things could have been better the end result was still a 26 point loss to the Gators you're probably tired of hearing about that at this point so in a moment three things for Tennessee to work on heading into the Georgia game on Saturday but before that what Jeremy Pruitt said on Wednesday about what he expects of his team. He knows that his team is a big underdog in this game and that winning it is going to be very difficult. So what does Jeremy Pruitt want from and almost expect from his team this week and moving forward? What I want everybody in our program to do is is to, to be at their best all the time. If we're at our best all the time, then the rest of it will take care of itself. Um, and that's what we're working to do every single day. Um, so... I know where we want to go. I know where our players want to go. Um, But you don't get what you want. You get what you earn. So we've got to continue to do that. I think Tennessee fans will appreciate those comments and that quote, you don't get what you want, you get what you earn. And Tennessee has a lot of work to do to get that. And it's not all going to happen in just a few days of practice or a week's time after a disappointing loss or maybe even the next few weeks. This is a very difficult stretch coming up. And I think everybody who has looked at it recognizes that. So what should Tennessee be working on? Three things to work on against Georgia on Saturday to at least show some kind of progress. Number one, let's see how Jared Garantano plays. Jared Garantano had a rough outing against Florida. It was not all his fault, not even close. I don't even know how much of a chance he had to have success against Florida. He could have been better, but so could his teammates. That's for sure. The protection, for sure, could have been better for Jared Garantano. So Jared Garantano, how does he play? Because I think that will be a reflection of where the offense is. If he has a better game on Saturday, that's a sign of better protection from both the offensive line and the tight ends and then also the running backs who are responsible for taking care of the quarterback. And Jarrett was beaten up last weekend. He bounced back, though, was in the facility throwing on Sunday and was practicing like normal 
on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, when we were able to go see things. And Jeremy Pruitt gave a quick update on Jerry Garantano Wednesday when he was asked about how Garantano has done the last few days. He's been out there every day, you know. Uh, Jarrett's a tough guy, uh, you know, so that's not surprising to me, but uh, he'll, he'll be ready to go. So Garantano's good to go, according to Tennessee head coach Jeremy Pruitt. The second thing to work on, go get the football. How much did Jeremy Pruitt talk about before the Florida game, Tennessee needing to force turnovers and protect the ball, but on the defensive side, Tennessee has only forced one turnover combined in the last two games. Tennessee didn't force a turnover against UTEP, and the Vols only had one takeaway against the Gators. That number needs to improve greatly. After the Florida game, Jeremy Pruitt said Tennessee needs to be plus four in the turnover margin. Tennessee was minus five on Saturday against Florida. So go get the football. Playmakers need to emerge on Tennessee's defense. We often talk about playmakers at running back and at wide receiver. Tennessee needs some playmakers at linebacker and in the secondary. Nigel Warrior, he was a guy that we talked about a lot in the offseason and in August. We haven't talked too much about Nigel in the first four weeks of the season. Could he maybe go make some plays against some guys he knows? Nigel's from Georgia. He chose Tennessee over Georgia a few years ago. Could he emerge? Or Elante Taylor or Bryce Thompson, Darren Kirkland Jr. That's something for Tennessee to work on for sure. Go get the football, and it's not going to be easy. Georgia has been very efficient and very protective of the football this season. Georgia, after four weeks, is number two in the SEC and number 12 in the nation in turnovers lost. So they have the second best rate in turnovers lost. And in turnover margin, Georgia's third in the conference, 12th in the nation. So the Bulldogs are one of the best teams in the country at taking care of the football and taking the ball away. What Georgia is in that category is what Jeremy Pruitt wants Tennessee to be. Work on that this week. And then the third thing to work on, you're playing the first quarter. Tennessee has been dreadful early in games this season. First quarter performance has been awful, and the worst it's been was Saturday with the early turnovers and the scores given up thanks to those turnovers by Tennessee against Florida. Tennessee needs to get off to a better start. Defensively, that means getting stops, but offensively, that means taking care of the football, protecting Jarrett Garantano, and finding ways to hit some plays. Maybe a play-action pass down the field where you can find Marquez Callaway or Juwan Jennings. I'd go to Juwan Jennings early. He's a guy that can help set the tone for his teammates. Juwan also might be a player, him or Josh Palmer, that you look too early, Brandon Johnson maybe, uh, because DeAndre Baker, if he's lined up against Marquez Callaway, could be tough for Callaway. That's not to take away from what Marquez can do. He's a really good receiver, and I think it's an interesting matchup. But DeAndre Baker is one of the best corners in the country. He's actually a former Jeremy Pruitt recruit. But he's a guy that if he's able to cover Marquez Callaway, you might look elsewhere. And Juwan Jennings, a guy that two years ago down in Athens, remember the game ended with him catching a Hail Mary pass to win the game. Juwan is a guy you can count on. Garantano can trust him. And his teammates might rally, get a little more energy if Juwan's able to make a play early in the game. So the first quarter performance by Tennessee is something for the Vols to work on this Saturday. Coming up here on Locked On Vols, the daily Tennessee podcast, Chris Van Dyne of Phil Steele Publications is going to stop by. His thoughts on what Tennessee needs to work on from last week moving forward this season. That's coming up in just a moment as today's show is presented by The Athletic. 
Theathletic.com slash Rocky Talk gets you 40% off a first-year subscription. Here's what you get when you go to The Athletic. Great coverage by sports journalists who go in-depth with their stories. David Ubbin has a story up I recommend you check out on the Vol Navy, one of the great traditions around Tennessee football. And with the coverage at The Athletic, you go to the website, you don't deal with pop-up videos or ads that are going to bog down your computer. It's a clean website. The app works great. I go to the website every day. I go there every day because I have a subscription and have had it for more than a year. You have great national coverage from The Athletic, NFL coverage, Travis Haney on the Titans, Major League Baseball, English Premier League, you name it, it's there at The Athletic. So do this. Go to theathletic.com slash rockytalk, theathletic.com slash R-O-C-K-Y-T-A-L-K. I have a direct link in the show description. That gets you 40% off. That's only $2.99 a month a first-year subscription, theathletic.com slash rockytalk. So I want to welcome to the show Chris Van Dyne from Phil Still Publications, covering what's going on around the country in college football, especially in the SEC and the ACC. Chris, thanks so much for the time. So Tennessee on Saturday, things didn't go so well against Florida. What stood out to you about what went wrong, what some of the issues were for Tennessee? Well, first, thank you for having me on. Uh, first, Tennessee really just had a sloppy effort on Saturday against Florida. Uh, the, the biggest concerns, obviously, the turnovers, the mistakes, the fumbles, the misprotections, uh, keeping Garantano upright. You know, that you got a feel for the guy. He keeps getting hit, blindsided in his face, uh, left and right. He's taking hits left and right. And actually, he's completing 64% of his passes this season, which is kind of kind of amazing when you consider how he's getting hit and how the offensive line is failing to protect him at times. Um, th- there's a, a lot of things to be concerned about, obviously. Uh, the big mistakes that they're making during this game, during that game are obviously the key things that are costing them uh, turnovers and possessions. But there are some good things. Uh, y- you saw the receivers getting more involved. You continue to see the running game play well. Overall, the defense, satisfactory performance, not great. But uh, here and there, they're making some plays. The secondary, that young secondary, you see some good things. They continue to play well. You know, at one point, they were outgaining Florida, but down 33-6 to in the second half. So it's one of those things where if you eliminate those big mistakes, then it can be a completely different game. Well, and Chris Van Dyne, Phil Still Publications, you have Florida winning the turnover battle by 5, 6-1. to one. Jeremy Pruitt said after the game, Tennessee needs to be plus four. Well, that's a nine turnover difference for this team, and the schedule's really difficult coming up. We'll get to that. But how important do you think that is for Tennessee to win and maybe win by a wide margin that turnover battle? It makes a huge difference, obviously. Uh, you're never going to win a game, or, or very, very rarely, when you're minus five turnovers. In fact, most of the time, even if you play really well, if you're minus five turnovers, you're going to lose that game. Being plus four would be a, a huge difference for them, and I think it's something that they need to be able to do is force turnovers and be aggressive. But obviously that's a big step in in the right direction that you're going to have to see over time, and I don't think you're going to see that over the next three weeks considering who they play yeah. for the next three games, I should say. you know, It's something that they're going to have to work on, and then down the stretch of the season when, they, when the competition lightens up, hopefully you start to see those gains against the uh, the Charlottes and Kentuckys and Missouris and Vanderbilts, you're not going to get uh, plus four turnovers against the teams they have coming up. 
it is something that they're going to have to focus on. Yep, I agree with you. And you mentioned those strengths that Tennessee does have, and I, I think the skill position players do have talent. I think you have some playmakers. They, of course, have to have the football, and the offensive line has to protect to help the quarterback get them the ball. But how do you work on that, do you think, Chris? How do you manage to better get the playmakers, your wide receivers, maybe running backs in space, get them the football? Well, mainly you've got to protect your quarterback. And that comes, you know, we saw it a couple times this weekend where Coach Pruitt mentioned that they were keeping seven in the protect and still managed to get Garantano hit and hit hard. Where, you know, uh, Wood Anderson, who's not used to being a blocking tight end, is making a mistake here and there. Their running backs are making mistakes in protection, or their offensive linemen are just getting beat. And in order to give your players an opportunity to make plays in space, you have to protect the quarterback. Chris, how strong do you think the the SEC East is behind Georgia? Obviously, the Bulldogs are the top of the East, but what Kentucky's doing, if Florida maybe looks better because Kentucky looks better, what, what do you think of those teams behind Georgia, where they are, because Tennessee is trying to beat some of those schools out, not only right now, but over the next couple of years to try to catch up to Georgia? It seems like there's a pretty decent step between Georgia and everybody else, but Kentucky is probably the the biggest surprise or the most impressive uh, as far as what they've done so far. You know, breaking a 31-year losing streak is something that you didn't expect coming into the season, and the, the way they did it against Florida, it was a close game. I mean, you see the 11-point victory, but you have to remember that they had that uh, fumble return at the end of the game, so it was really a, a one-score game where Florida had a chance to win at the end and had the ball. Uh, but the game against Mississippi State, you know, they did control the trenches, and Phil talked to their defense coordinator in the offseason, and he mentioned that this is the first time they've had an SEC-caliber defensive line. So uh, we expected Kentucky's defense to be better than they have been in the past, and that showed up. They're only giving up 280 yards a game against Mississippi State, who has four offensive line starters back and a running game that's just been going off on everybody else. They only ran for 56 yards and two yards of carry. So Kentucky continues to impress me. Uh, you know what Missouri can do offensively. This weekend, they didn't play their best game, but somehow kept it within 14. But they had a lot of breaks in their favor against Georgia. If you really think about if Georgia would have played a little better, that might have been a much stronger blowout. But, you know, Missouri only got outgained by 52 yards in that game. But their offense is doing what they normally do. They're putting up 540 yards a game. Their offense has put up more yards than anybody else, putting up more yards on their opponents than anybody else in each game they've played so far. They're doing what you expect them to do. Uh, South Carolina remains to be seen. Bentley, obviously, is a quality quarterback. He needs to prove it against tougher competition. Uh, they handled business in, against Vanderbilt, though, and uh, outgained them severely by 250 yards. Uh, and that defense is playing well as well. Just the Georgia game got away from them. Turnovers again, getting down early, ma- making the mistakes, tip balls, getting intercepted, and stuff of that nature. The East is better than it has been in the past, and I don't think that, aside from Tennessee, unfortunately, anybody really looks like you know that team that stands out is probably a, a, an easy victory for anybody else. But I think down the stretch of the season, you're going to see that Tennessee's not going to be that kind of team either. You're going to see a competitive East where all seven teams are going to be able to beat each other, other, well, other than Georgia, obviously, is going to stand out. 
Yeah, hold up to November, I think, is a big goal for Tennessee with this stretch coming up. Chris Van Dyne, Phil Still Publications, you're keeping up with the ACC as well. And Chris, before you go, there was big news on Wednesday with Kelly Bryant saying he's going to transfer from Clemson after not practicing the first couple of days this week. That was after Trevor Lawrence, the true freshman, was named the starting quarterback. So Kelly Bryant, who was the starter last year in the playoff for Clemson, he's leaving. What do you think about that news for Clemson? And then what does that news tell you about this uh, four-game redshirt rule and maybe the effect of it? As far as how it affects Clemson, that's going to make things very – they're going to walk on eggshells down the rest of the season when, they're, when they have big leads. Obviously, uh, Lawrence is going to be the guy, and now they, you know, they don't have a choice. He has to be the guy to take them to the promised land if they want to win this national championship, and he can do that. He's shown in every game he can throw the ball, he can, he can move in the pocket, he can run quicker than people realize, uh, tall, great arm. We actually expected him to take this job before the end of the year. If you if you read the Phil Steele College Football Preview, you'll notice on the Clemson page that we did have Trevor Lawrence as the starting quarterback based on Phil's analysis of the team. As far as the redshirt rule, this is a side effect that they didn't count on and they didn't plan for. Uh, you see the, a, a lot of kids who are realizing before game four that, uh, oh, man, I'm not playing as much as I wanted to. You saw the kid from Oklahoma State, McCluskey, who obviously has Tennessee ties. His dad, J.J., was a great wide receiver for Tennessee in the 90s and played in the NFL. He decided he wasn't getting the ball enough, which was surprising because he's still been an integral part of their offense. So now he's decided to transfer. Um, so you're going to see you see guys, I guess, decide after four games that they uh, – they want to find greener pastures. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, Chris, I appreciate the time. What's going on at philsteel.com? The one thing I want to let everyone know is check out philsteel.com, and uh, if you want to get Phil's analysis for every game, inside the press box is something you'll want. Inside the press box is a breakdown of every game by Phil. Uh, you get a computer-generated box score and an analysis by Phil on every football game. You can do college and pro. And then also you get a projected final score of every game by Phil. It's something that you definitely want to check out at philsteel.com. Uh, it's inside the press box. And uh, also check Phil out on Twitter, at philsteel042. That's at philsteel042. Chris Van Dyne, thanks so much for the information. Really good stuff, Chris, and we'll talk to you again sometime soon. You too, thanks. Thanks to Chris Van Dyne from Phil Steel Publications for joining the show. Coming up in just a moment, Three players to pay attention to for Tennessee in the game against Georgia on Saturday. And I'll run through the SEC schedule for this upcoming weekend. Right here on Locked On Vols today, presented by FanDuel. Another football weekend coming up with week four already in the NFL season here. If you missed out on season-long action or you're tired of it, you want to play weekly fantasy football from FanDuel. They make it so easy for you. FanDuel has Guru, the tool that makes it easier to build fantasy lineups. They have beat the score where you don't have to worry about beating a large number of people in a contest. You just have to beat a certain score to win. And you have friends mode and you can play for free to kind of get a feel for things. I'm playing at FanDuel and it is a lot of fun and they make it so easy for you to play. They have single injury contests. They have the big contests as well. All different ways to play at FanDuel. And how about this? At FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. You can go there and new users get a $20 bonus when you make your first deposit on FanDuel. There are so many different contests to play. It's a lot of fun and still plenty of time left in the NFL season. So come play with me at FanDuel.com 
slash locked on. We all love a night out, whether it's seeing our favorite band in person or being there in the crowd to cheer on our favorite team. With Vivid Seats, you can attend the concert, show, or sporting event of your choice at a great price. Vivid Seats is the top source for tickets for all the live events you want to go to. You can sort by price or look for seats in the section and row of your choice. To make things even better, Vivid Seats is giving listeners an exclusive promo code for new customers to receive $20 off orders of $200 or more to save even more money. Just go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app. Use promo code LOCKEDON, that's one word, for $20 off orders of $200 or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats. Every purchase is backed by a 100% buyer guarantee. From the biggest concerts and games to the hottest theater and more, Vivid Seats has it all. Download the app and enter promo code LOCKEDON for $20 off orders of $200 or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let Vivid Seats help you get to your favorite live event. So Tennessee is playing Georgia at 3.30 on Saturday. I thought I'd bring up three players to pay attention to with this week's game, something I try to do each Friday before a Tennessee game. The first player, I said, let's see how Jared Garantano plays, so I think he has to be the first player you watch. And one reason is because I just think Garantano has so much potential and there's still a long way for him to go in his development. There's a long way for this offense to go. I'm also curious to see what kind of opportunities Garantano receives. Does Tennessee move the ball more down the field? Tennessee is 115th in the nation in pass attempts this season, and that's having played two games where the Vols lost by 26 points each. Games where you would probably think, well, the Vols need to throw the ball more to try to play catch-up. Or even in the UTEP game when Tennessee's offense was not getting much going, you would have thought, okay, you're actually having success throwing the ball. Throw it more. Move the ball down the field. Tennessee has not done that much. Now, protecting Garantano has been a problem. I talked about that earlier. You're well aware of it. Can Tennessee protect? Can Tennessee find ways to put Garantano in a position where he can have time to move the ball down the field? But Garantano, I think, has to be the first player we're watching. The offensive line has so much work to do and needs to be so much better, it's difficult to choose one player. So I will say left guard. Who starts at left guard? Is it Riley Locklear, Jameer Johnson? Chance Hall's gotten some work there. Karon Calvert's gotten some work there. So the offensive line is a position group you need to pay attention to. But I would say left guard. Who is Tennessee starting left guard this week? That's something I'm curious about just from a personnel standpoint. And then on the defensive side, a third player to watch I'll choose Darren Kirkland Jr. Can he make some plays? If Tennessee's looking for playmakers on defense, Darren Kirkland Jr. is expected to be one of those players. I'd say Kirkland or Daniel Batuli. Remember last year when Tennessee was struggling to score points in the middle of the season, Daniel Batuli had the pick six. But Kirkland is a guy that we've talked so much about. He's been a leader of the defense. He's had to fight through injuries. Tennessee's having to work to help him maintain his knee. Uh, each and every week through practice. Let's see what Darren Kirkland Jr. can do in a game where I'm sure he's fired up to play after things went so poorly for Tennessee last Saturday. That inside linebacker position, and I'll highlight it by mentioning Darren Kirkland Jr. And in the SEC, Tennessee is in that marquee spot at 3.30. We have some interesting games. The uh, early games tomorrow, Alabama will take on Louisiana at noon, and Texas A&M will host Arkansas same time, 12 o'clock. At 4 o'clock, Auburn's at home against Southern Miss. Vanderbilt will be at home against Tennessee State same time, 4 o'clock. And then it gets really interesting. At 6 o'clock, Florida's playing at Mississippi State. That means Dan Mullen on the road against his former team in Starkville. 
Mississippi State. Let's see what happens there. Mississippi State favored by seven points heading into that game. The 7:30 games could be good. South Carolina at Kentucky. South Carolina, maybe the second best team in the East. Kentucky, to this point, has been the second best team in the division. 4-0, 2-0 in the SEC for the first time since 1977. And Kentucky's had South Carolina's number in the past. Let's see what happens in that one at 7:30. And then at 9 o'clock, LSU at home against Ole Miss. Ole Miss can score some points. LSU's 4-0, riding high, number five team in the country. Can Ed Orgeron's team keep it going? So another football weekend is upon us. Enjoy the Tennessee-Georgia game. Enjoy all of the college football on Saturday. And I'll be back on Monday to talk about it. Today's show presented by theathletic.com slash Rocky Talk. That link gets you 40% off a first-year subscription as well as FanDuel and Vivid Seats. Help spread the word. Rate and review the show on iTunes and tell your friends, your family. Hit up the forums and say, check out the daily Tennessee podcast, Locked on Vols. I'm on Twitter, at Josh underscore Ward. Feel free to follow or send me a question or comment anytime there. Thanks so much for hanging out. Enjoy your weekend, and I'll see you on Monday.